Welcome back. Oh, of course my phone would fucking vibrate right now. Of course. What's going on, guys? We are officially back, and I'm not just saying that for an Instagram post this time. I know I pulled that move a couple times over the past, like, six months, but in my defense, I was taking a shit. It was, yeah, very long one, about, like, seven-month one, but we're back officially. We're doing full recordings. We've got a couple uh, pre-recorded now, so you guys aren't going to have to worry about uh, this being a biannual podcast anymore. Not official what we're going to go into on uh, release dates. I'm thinking bi-weekly. Weekly just kind of got a little hectic for me. Had a lot of other things going on. Um, but right now, we're back. So uh, appreciate it while you can. Because who knows when I'll go off the grid again. So, But uh, cheers to you guys. First thing coming back, I want to thank all you guys in the community. who really kind of stuck out there. Um, showed your support saying that you wanted to keep hearing the podcast. Uh, I know a lot of you guys were busting my balls saying, oh, is this the week the podcast comes out and stuff? And uh, it does really show that all you guys want to hear it. So I'm not just here talking to my computer for my own personal game, which I am because I'm severely narcissistic, as many of you know. But uh, anyways, guys, first interview of the return of the podcast is going to be my boy Mocha from Speed Nation Combat Solutions, a new store, recently came to the Niagara region, has been just sending so much support to me personally, as well as Nomad as a whole, bringing great things to the the, the Airsoft community. Guy kind of got fucked over with all this, uh, the pandemic we're going through right now, if anybody's listening to this in the future. Any 14 of you guys that actually listen to this, uh, it's taking place during the 2020 COVID pandemic. Uh, we're all kind of locked down. Our houses can't go out anywhere. And this this beautiful bastard decided to try and open up an airsoft store right before this all launched. So it's uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of shitty for him. But I want to do my part to kind of show support. Let all you guys know what's going on uh, with this new store that's actually officially already opened in Niagara. A lot of people don't know that just because of the way that the timing kind of came. But uh, through this interview, we're going to get a little bit, we're going to get to know him a little bit more, get to know the store, know what he's bringing to the Airsoft community. Um, I'm not going to give away too much of that because I've already got that recorded. I'm going to send you over there in a second. But what I do want to say is last year, my opinion on Speedsoft as a sport has completely changed uh, compared to what it is now. I've been doing a lot of my research. I got a burp. I was a bitch burp. Oh, it's still going. What's going on? What's going on, my little grumbly tumbly? Um, as a as a sport, I've been doing a lot of my research on it, really seeing what goes on in the game, the community, uh, stuff like that. And for a lot of us listening to this and a lot of the teams I know and our friends were all pretty hardcore Milsim players. But the more research I've done into Speedsoft and the more kind of time I've spent around it, I still think it's pretty fucking gay. Um, 
and I, I mean that in, in the best way. I don't really like all the bright colors and, and all the, the fancy paintball gear. But I'm kinda I'm kinda leaning towards it now. Not over Milsim. I'll I will never like any form of play more than Milsim. But as a alternative, I'm really starting to lean towards this this speed soft. It's really up and coming in the Niagara region, especially with Mocha coming here now, opening up Speed Nation, uh, really bringing Speedsoft to the Niagara region. I know it's been pretty big in like Toronto, uh, where places like Siege, Ultimate are open. Uh, those are for anybody that doesn't know, those are both indoor facilities that have the ability to kind of play that quick run slide gameplay because they have the the concrete floors and everything um, whereas a lot of the fields in Niagara region or if you start going out like London way up north uh, to Kingston Piersy stuff like that uh, they're more outdoor Milsim fields in the woods uh, more realistic play um, so we haven't had a lot of ability to play this speed soft style game so I think that as more people learn about the game um, and more more of the community gets involved, it's really going to take off because all the same guys that really love that camaraderie of Milsim, they're going to have the same thing if we all go to a Speedsoft event. Yeah, it's teams of five or, I, well, you'll see how the, the rules work in this interview, but we're going to have the exact same experiences if not more fun, because we'll be able to have direct gunfights with each other instead of having a, a game where, yeah, it's 24 hours long, we go out, but you see each other once or twice for a quick gunfight because of, just because of the size of the field or things like that. Um, and when you when you leave the Milsim, you really, those are the stories you have with other players. You say, oh, we got in this gunfight, that was amazing, like, great playing with you, buddy. But that's just one moment where there's this possibility in the Speedsoft game to have just those gunfights with the guys. Um, and I think, obviously, it's an alternative play, completely different than Milsim. But I think people are severely underestimating what it can be in the community for all of us. Um, as long as everyone kind of has an open mindset to it and comes out and gives it a shot i mean realistically at this point i haven't even tried speed soft yet uh by the time i was interested in it it was um the world was ending so i don't know guys just go ahead listen to this uh listen to this interview kind of keep your mind open about it a little bit and uh i'll i'll talk to you after cheers Thanks for sticking around, guys. We're here with Chris, a.k.a. Mocha, from Speed Nation Combat Solutions here in Thorold. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, buddy? All righty. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. No problem. Uh, yeah, it's your boy Mocha here. Uh, been in the airsoft industry for quite some time, since it was a black sport. Um, eventually got around to getting into the Milsim industry, uh, got in with Force Recon, and uh, been with them for quite some time now. Um, we decided, not we, I decided that, uh, over the years and, and with the experience of playing and, uh, you know, going to events, uh, that we'd open a store up in Toronto. It's always been a passion of mine, a dream of mine. And, um, yeah, that's awesome. We are. So just, I know a few people in the community have been wondering about that. So this is a solo project from you. It's not necessarily a force recon project. 
Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so yeah. It's, uh, I know there was quite a bit of talk in that if a lot of just from knowing you primarily from Force Recon, they didn't know how involved the team was as a whole with it. So it, it's a solo project, uh, something I've always wanted to do. Uh, finally came across the means to be able to do it. Uh, I do have support from the team. Uh, it's awesome. not like uh, I'm, I'm out on my own here, but uh, uh, as of the storm goes and affiliation, obviously Force Recon is uh, the team I play for, so... That's awesome. Well, this is a perfect time in celebration of you opening a sore. I'm going to open a beer. Um, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> it it w- wouldn't be the Nomad Podcast without me opening a beer. But uh, give a little, little background on the store. What's what's going on there? What do you have uh, What do you have in mind for it? Well, uh, basically the goal uh, for me is uh, a player for the players. Um, it's not a store that I open to get rich off of. It's a store that I opened to um, further help me grow the sport as a whole and uh, get more involved in the community. Um, You know, a lot of the stuff we do is to help uh, new players uh, get into the game and not have to break the bank. So we do keep our prices as low as we can and uh, offer new, used, and just basically try and grow the sport. We carry, uh, so the, the reason behind the name Speed Nation Combat Solution is because, um, I come from a paintball background way back in the day. Um, I loved my speedball. And, uh, you know, over the last four years, we've had SpeedQB or SpeedSoft uh, become a thing. Uh, it's much more popular in other countries, in the States and in the UK. But uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. And, I mean, you know as well as I do, there's kind of a line uh, between Milsom players and SpeedSoft players. Yeah, it's definitely something that comes up quite a bit, a bit of a controversial thing. But I think in... Like, I think you're really opening a new market for Niagara because Speedsoft is up and coming in this area. Like it's, you hear about it all the time. Right. And, and so that's where we get into the aspect of, um, we wanted a place that these new players or existing players had a specific place that they could go and feel at home. Um, we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that before, but as I was saying about the Speed Nation, where the name came from, so Speed Nation is more of the XSoft, uh, SpeedSoft style play stuff that we carry. So we are a SpeedQB, uh, official dealer and carry a lot of that style of, of equipment. Uh, then the combat solution comes on the other half of it, right? So I play Milsims, uh, obviously Force Recon plays Milsims and it's a huge community. The, the SpeedSoft community is much smaller. So we are also offering all that you need in, uh, on that side of the playing field as well. Judy, uh, what when, when players kind of come in? I'm not too familiar with the speedsoft equipment side of things, but for the more milsim players, what uh, what grade of equipment can they expect when they come in? Like some more beginner, top tier. What are what are you offering? So we're we're trying to offer a little bit of everything to everybody. So we're gonna carry. Uh, we're carrying brands uh, that have a good, solid, quality, entry-level build um, to get in the game and, you know, be able to still stay competitive, right? Uh, you'll have upgrade options and whatnot. But then we're also carrying um, uh, guns and equipment for the seasoned Milsim player, the guys that want the Gucci gear, the high-speed gear. Um, and slowly but surely, we're building up, trying to bring in the stuff for... Um, the, the, the higher end market that a lot of the stores don't carry. You know, you can come in and get a Sistema or come in and get a uh, um, a Team Wendy helmet 
or, awesome. or something along those lines. Well, just in uh, just in the spirit of full transparency, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, I've been pretty active in supporting Mocha and Speedsoft since the idea came about. I uh, actually helped deliver quite a few of the cabinets and whatnot that went into the store. Um, the boys and I have spent quite a bit of time in there having a few drinks. So one thing that I've noticed about your store that I find really helpful to the community is your used section. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So basically, as I was saying before, is we want to make it affordable. That's the main goal, right? Not to get rich, but to make it affordable and grow the sport. So having those items, whether it be some pouches or a vest or something, you know, how many times have you gone out to a field and seen a guy with, uh, you know, wearing a sweater, sticking mags in his pockets, right? So whatever I get it for, if I get it for cheap, cheap, I sell it for cheap, cheap. There's not a huge markup on it. If I got a, a kid that needs a triple stack of M4 pouches, you know, and, you know, he's not a kid or maybe he's a student, doesn't have a lot of money, whatever, um, it's not about so much the profit for me as it is getting equipment into the hands of people so they can play the game, you know, bring a friend out, whatever. So you might come in and, and see in the bin uh, a pouch for five bucks, a triple stack mag pouch or, or something like that. So, I mean, yeah. that's the idea behind the, idea behind, uh, the youth section. Well, it's killer too. I mean, from a community standpoint, it helps get newer players in it. But from a business standpoint for you, something just went off my background. I forgot to turn off my notifications. That's okay. Um, it's my first time back. Cut me some slack. Um, <laughs> from a business standpoint on that though, the players that come into you and buy or take this uh, used gear off you are going to feel more comfortable coming back to you to buy that higher end gear when they are ready to make that step. So it really kind of helps helps out both people in that party, right? Right. We're not trying to upsell anybody. So I, I kind of give everybody the option. And I think um, a lot of what people are enjoying from the feedback that I've got so far from customers is the fact that I will take the time to sit and talk to you and explain the different options that you have and the different price points that you have. I'm not trying to gas anybody. I'm not trying to make them spend all their money in the store. Naturally, people will come back to somebody that they feel comfortable with. So that's that's where, you know, being a player as a player for the players, I feel like uh, I can grow some rapport with the, with the community here. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the things we had kind of talked about before we started this was some opinions on what draw would draw players to your store and part of that was just the the general atmosphere of the store from the time that i've spent in there can do did rocket like just walking into your store you can tell right away that it's a uh, it you can tell it's a player's store not that it doesn't have a business vibe to it but when you walk in you don't feel like you're just there to buy something it kind of it kind of has that like personable it like space uh, you know what i mean by that yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the whole idea behind the store in the first place. Like I said, not to get rich. I have a passion for the game, a passion for the sport. Uh, you can tell me that any Milsim you've ever been to, you got a some sort of badass story to tell. And I love sharing those stories and I love hearing those stories. So like, I'm open for people to come in and that's that's one of the things that drives me is the fact that, you know, people get to come in. I get to talk airsoft. Uh, we can talk about new things coming up. We get to promote games and that's one of the other things we're doing. We got an Xbox with a TV set up. If you wanted to come in and, you know, pop on some Call of Duty or something, it's it's we wanted to make it an inviting atmosphere for everybody to come into the store. So that and 
in between talking amongst each other with about games and about equipment, whatever, you know, it just, it feels like more of a community than a, than a store. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's amazing too, especially coming in, um, at these, these times, if you're listening to this in the future, this is taking place during the 2020 COVID crisis where we're all locked up in our <laughs> houses. Um, this yep. season, especially after everyone gets back out onto the field, it, we're really going to need a lot more camaraderie and, and friendship going on. So having a place in the community where players can go and just feel at home right away is really going to help grow the sport. So I think you're, you're really coming into this at a really good time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I, I think so too. Hopefully this stuff doesn't last too long. Well, it's it got... sucks. I was open for like three weeks before I got shut down by the yeah. government. Yeah, so, I mean, as much as I like to be, uh, <laughs> to, to do things as best as I can, it's like, hmm, all right, you're still paying rent. And, yeah. Uh, we're not doing, uh, we're not going to let you open your doors. But yeah. that being said, we're, we're taking stuff by, um, I want to say appointment, curbside pickup. If there's something somebody needs, feel free to give me a call. You can reach out to me at uh, on Instagram at uh, Speed Nation CS or our Facebook page. Uh, that's Speed Nation Combat Solutions. Uh, my number is on both. I uh, will answer calls all day long. And if there's something that you need to get geared up, we can make it happen for you. Awesome. And I'll definitely be linking all of those addresses in the um, information section down below or up top or side, depending on where this is posted. But uh, one thing that we haven't discussed is actually what is the address of your location? Okay, so we're located at 29 Pine Street South in Thorold, Ontario, uh, right across from Homestead Donuts and uh, right on the strip there. It's a brand new build, so uh, it's not uh, too hard to find. We have parking right out front of the store. And uh, as well, there's a little driveway you can pull with an overhang that also has six spots back there. So uh there's no problem getting in and out that's awesome um yeah and also that information will also be posted as well with all the links so you guys won't have any hard time finding that one big question that comes up with the idea of a new store opening up in the niagara region is there's already two other prominent stores being dmz and niagara quartermaster what are your opinions on how this is going to affect the community and kind of the economy of Airsoft and Niagara region? Well, I mean, it can go two ways, right? Um, basically, it's all going to depend on how the stores work together. I mean, um, I'm working with DMZ. A lot of people know this. Some people don't. And I guess we're going to touch on that a little bit later. Um, but basically, I'm originally wanted to appeal more to grow the sport of speed QB and airsoft as a whole, but we're kind of tapping into something that's uh, not touched on as much. So I carry a lot of stuff in store that the other companies, uh, some of the other stores don't carry. Now, that being said, if we all work together to push the sport and grow the sport, be nicer to the people that come in, help, help them get on the field, help them get the equipment and the gear that they need and, uh, you know, promote the games, uh, how many people don't know what even a MILSIM is and have never been to one? You know what I mean? So uh, if we can do that, there's already so many people in the industry already. It's not small. No one business is going to corner the market of Airsoft. I don't believe that for one second. I think that, uh, that there's more than enough people uh, in the industry that everybody can be successful together. So Awesome. No, that's that was kind of the, the general opinion of a lot of players. Another thing that we kind of looked at was being a, an active 
member of the the Niagara region kind of airsoft community, there's so much, it's kind of shitty to say, but there's so much politics and and basically drama between different stores, like just players that go to stores, like players that play at DMZ Mm -hmm. very rarely go to the Niagara Quartermaster store and players that play at Niagara Quartermaster very rarely go to DMZ. And it kind of creates like this weird I don't know, like a civil war of airsoft in Niagara region. So having that third party in there to kind of break things up will be break very refreshing. Yeah. Um, it won't, it you know, it won't be that, oh, I either have to go to these two places. You can kind of shop around a little bit more. And um, one of the things you and I had talked about is with your, um, I wouldn't call it aggressive pricing, but like with your very honest pricing let's say it's going to keep a lot of the other stores honest in the area too there there won't be as much of a markup on certain items no and and that's that's one of the other goals right is um you know for a long time there's been a monopoly right um if you need an oil change and there's only one place to get oil uh they can put their prices at whatever and you're you're stuck paying it right so um yeah one of the goals was to was to uh to have honest pricing and uh, make things more affordable. Um, moving yep. forward, uh, I think it's nice that people have options. It sucks when you, there's only one or two places to go to. Yep. Um, so yeah. No, and that's that's going to be amazing too. Um, as everyone knows, my team and me, I I suppose my grammar went right the fuck out the window. Uh, my team and I were previously <laughs> sponsored by Niagara Quartermaster. Um, Love the store. Been a longtime player of the fields. Uh, great friends with uh, the owner, all that stuff. DMZ, I don't know too much about. Um, and like I said, it was kind of one of those things where the Niagara community kind of picks its sides. Um, and because I was sponsored and so deep in NQ, I very rarely made my way out to DMZ. So I didn't really get much of a chance to learn the community. Um mm-hmm. Now I can shed some light on that. Yeah, yeah, and one one of the one thing like one of the things I will say, because um, this is a very honest podcast, <laughs> is I personally didn't like a lot of the DMZ community, and I'm not 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 like as people, but just the way that the sport was played there, I didn't enjoy as much, and I think that has a lot to do with DMZ's very heavy paintball background like a lot of players coming directly over from paintball to airsoft um Mm -hmm. i just think that's what it is it's just my my style of play like uh nomad has been a very heavy uh milsim team for the past three years now um it just it's not really the style of play i like so that's just another reason i never really got too much uh play in there but i did really like the field and from what i know of Ryan's the owner, right? Is that his name? Uh, Ryan runs the runs the field there. Yes. Yeah. He, um, he's a good. Uh, he's a great fucking guy. I had a few conversations with him back in the day. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. So I've known Ryan for years. When I first started playing airsoft as a whole, I started playing at DMZ. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the guys at Niagara, Niagara Quartermaster very well. Um, when I, aside from getting into it, I kind of made the jump. Uh, I. Bought a ton of stuff from there. Uh, played at the field. I don't know too many times to count. I've played both, and what I've noticed from both of them is it's it is. You're right. It's a completely different atmosphere. Now, if you go to DMZ, what you're gonna get is a little bit of a more laid back and open minded concept of airsoft. 
you know i've seen uh i've gone to both of them and you know you could just as easy go to Niagara quartermasters they have uh, a nice outdoor field woods ball uh style it's a little bit bigger but uh you know, I've seen a lot of things there yep. that you don't get at DMC. And some of those things are, like I said, the stigma. Like, if you show up there in a paintball mask and, you know, somebody's... <laughs> you're, you're guaranteed someone's going to say something to you. Oh, yeah. You know what no, I mean? No, if you're yeah. not renting, that's that's one of the things that kind of left a, a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, now, you go to DMZ, Ryan is an awesome guy. Um, they're very accepting. All disciplines are welcome. But it's more of a recreational laid back yeah you know have have fun it's not so you know uh, i i would, would think niagara core masters is more known for like the more hard hardcore guys you know hardcore yeah. milson style guys right yeah, so it's, it is it's two different worlds right um i wish it was like that everywhere you know it was a little more accepting but you know in every niche sport you get you know this guy and this guy you know guy rides a harley davidson or a guy that rides a sports bike yeah. right um Whoa. so <laughs> that, that sums it all up there. But I played at both, and I've, I've had a great time at both. But uh, I just found that I, I like the atmosphere a little bit better at yeah. the DMZ. Well, and that, that's the the biggest thing about having like having different people in the community, you know, and having different options is you you have your options to do what you want, you like what you like. But a great little segue from that, why I was focusing so much on DMZ, and that is what are your affiliations to DMZ right now between your store and the field. Uh, in what sense do you mean? Uh, oh, like what are we? What, what yeah. are we working for? Uh, yeah, a few, a few people um, from some of the posts you've seen you make uh, were devi- like devilishly able to figure out where your building was at the DMZ field. Is right. That, uh, so, is that correct? Or yeah, yes, yes, it is. So uh, yes, I am working with DMZ uh, okay. to bring a Canada's first, um, I want to say, regulation. Uh, Speedsoft Field, um, Speedsoft, Xsoft, Airsoft, whatever you want to yeah. call it. The it's going to be a regulation field. Um, it's a much smaller field. You're going to get uh, about 100, 100 to 120 feet by about 65 feet. It's uh, basically for the style of play. It's a center flag uh, push style of play. It's heavily regulated in ref. And uh, out of there, we are going to be running the CXSL which is going to be uh, basically Canada's first, I want to call it a sport, not a game, um, Canada's first uh, pro-level league. Beautiful. Uh, so for anybody that knows DMZ but doesn't know exactly where this is going on, just as you pull in through the main driveway through the gates, there was always a, a side right to the left of the driveway. There was where they would do the blow-up paintball like uh, little area, speed stop, or speedball sorry that's the area that this is all being built correct uh so they're still gonna have that there we're actually gonna be right close to the road um, oh you're going in front so of it. it's yeah right in front oh, of it shit. so in that in that open space you'll be able to see it by the road now one of the other cool uh uh things about this is so i'll give you a little rundown about what, about what we're trying to do basically uh as i was saying before speed qb has been played around the world right speed qb right. is an actual trademark uh i guess you'd say like they have a uh, football it would be the nfl of football right? okay um and what we're trying to bring is the cfl uh, uh 
to Canada. And so since this is growing in such a big sport and it's another opportunity to get more players in and in and in and in, right? Um, we're going to push this as a, a, a spectator sport. So there's this is going to be pretty cool. Uh, we're going to have three divisions with the CXSL, starting okay. with uh, Division Three, which is going to be like an amateur division. Yep. Uh, then we're going to have a Tier 1, which is going to be uh, like a semi-pro division. And then there's going to be our pro division, which which comes along with cash prizes um, and, and so much more. I don't, I don't want to give too much uh, away just yet because no. uh, th- there's a lot of stuff going on. But uh, basically, we're also building up teams um, basically to go compete in uh, nationally ranked events uh, across the world as well. So this is this is growing as something big, and I don't think a lot of people know the reach of it just yet. But it's going to be something big. It's going to be a spectator sport. We're going to have bleachers. You're going to be able to come and see. There's going to be announcers. There's going to be live streams and live scoring, uh, big sponsors, and it's it's just going to be a show uh, as as well as a sport, right? Just like you watch anything else on television. Yeah. Well, realistically, if you kind of look at it from the aspect of what paintball was as a sport um for the actual like speedball side of it not woods ball and all that shit but like the actual competition level speedball it if you look at the success of how that is and how seriously people take it all speed qb is is that except with airsoft guns pretty well correct Pretty much, yeah. It's played on a symmetrical field. So yeah. you're going to have a snake. You're going to have your Doritos. You're going to have a 50-yard line where it's divided. It's a, it's a center, uh, center flag push-style game, single elimination, very fast, very aggressive. And in, I try and explain it like this to people. Uh, for every 10 players that play airsoft in a hole, whether they're Milsom players or not, at least out of those 10, there's three guys that wanna, want that style of play. Oh, so it's just a matter of giving people an opportunity in the place where they can uh, find their home or even play both. Myself, I play both. I play, like I said, I play for Force Recon. I've been to a million Milsims and uh, uh, just hold I'm on also one second. playing uh, in, in this X-Off league. One sec, Mocha. Just uh, because this is a very honest podcast, I want to call you on the fact I doubt you have played one million air, uh, Milsims. <laughs> I may have embellished a little bit. You're, you're probably right. I've never played one million, but I, I've played uh, enough that I feel like I have enough experience that I can speak from both sides. <laughs> no, uh, absolutely. And from coming from such a, a large, not a not a physically large team, but such a well-known team as Force Recon, you definitely have the the background to say I've experienced Milsim and I've experienced the the speed solver the, your paintball background so you, you're not coming into this as a guy that's just saying oh i'm just gonna fucking throw this together and we'll see what happens like you no you've had no no one in- no one is better than the other I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put one down to put the other one up i have just as much fun playing both like i yep. said it's it's two different cultures to be yeah, realistic no, exactly you know you have the, but what i will say about it is I really do recommend, even for the Milsim guys, to come out and give it a try, even in the early stages. I'll tell you right now, um, this is going to give these guys the opportunity, playing this style, to to boost their uh, their gun game, their running gun style. Their, it's it's going to make a more complete player uh, out of this style, which you can then take into the Milsim industry and be so much more well-rounded. Switching hands. Uh, just that whole fast pace. There's so many different uh, um, uh, drills and, and different yeah. things that you can do with this sport that you can transfer over into both. That 
I mean, it's not going to hurt, that's for sure. And uh, you might actually have some fun doing it in the meantime, right? Absolutely. And for anybody that had listened to it in the past or maybe wants to go back and listen to it, I was recently on the Foxtrot 17, uh, Sean Fletcher's podcast at the Shadow Strategic Headquarters for a podcast that we actually briefly talked about the kind of up and coming speedsoft mentality uh, like in the community it's it's kind of exploded over the last year and a half i'd say um and the one thing that was very prominent is the speedsoft players are players that really enjoy the community and go out and play milsims too or at least want to get into milsims where a lot of that barrier is is the milsims players trying to say that speeds off shouldn't be a thing and then they just kind of wipe it away so mm-hmm. we just kind of got to eliminate that stigma and me personally i got I, you've talked to me many times about coming out and playing speeds off and i'm just i'm physically not built for it um not that i won't come do it i will definitely come do it <laughs> well but, like remember how i was telling you about positions yeah. so that's where that's where this is a sport you know you've got a, in baseball you've got a first baseman you know you've got an outfielder you've got all these a pitcher you got all these different positions football you know you got a quarterback you got a yeah. wide receiver so in in the speed qb world or in the xsoft world you have different positions you've got the smaller guys that are snake players yep. and front players you've got the medium guys that are mid players and then you've got your back players you know yep. you're shooting lanes yep. you're uh well, and there there is a way to do this and play this. Uh, you could be you could be big, you could be small. Like man, you know me, Mitch. I I'm a, I'm 260 pound man. You know I'm not small by any means, but I can play this competitively. You um, know what I mean? Absolutely. So, um, one of one of the it th- is it is what you make it. Sorry, I cut you off, buddy. Go ahead. No, no worries. That was it. Um, well, like one of the big things that we we keep saying as we're talking about speed QB that makes it different than Milsim is it's very often referred to as a sport compared to Milsim is I consider Milsim a lar- or sorry a I got ahead of myself I consider it as sport and our team trains for it and a lot of teams do actively train and use it as a sport but it is more or less kind of like a, a LARP your your military LARP and you run around with your friends for a weekend pretend to be badasses and you you just have have fun and do cool shit Whereas Speedsoft is has like tangible points. Like there you yes. can count everything. There's scoring, there's penalties, um, there's an organized league from it. And the actual yes. gameplay of it is, is something that you can say, no, we are better than you at this. It it's not it's not like when you're out yeah, of Milson. More competitive. Yeah, it's not like when you're out in Milsim and you can't say that you're better than another team because that team spent eight hours laying in a puddle just because they had to defend <laughs> a flag. Like, yeah, you went and cleared the, all these buildings and were cool guys, but we we laid in a puddle. So, like, who's better? Yeah. Well, what what I'll what I'll say is is from the Milsim side of myself, I love it. Mm. I mean, I've never gone to an event and not went. That was fucking badass. Yeah. You know, it could have been a shittily run event with horrible um, 
game control and we still had a blast and had a good time you get to meet up with your guys that you haven't seen forever and, and a lot of these big milsims you know you're spending 18 hours with these people so you know you get to have a great time the night before during the game whether you're against your friends whether you're with your friends there's always something cool going on so like i push i push the milsim side just as hard as i'm pushing the uh xsoft oh, side wow. because uh in my opinion it's airsoft as a whole whether you're what you want to say, LARPing or playing a milsim or doing some cool guy shit at nighttime with nods, it doesn't matter. Whether you're running and gunning, sliding, sliding into a bunker and taking out a whole team by yourself in Speedsoft, it doesn't matter. It's two cultures, but it's the same. It's, it's, we're all one, one unit. And the more, the more people start thinking like that and become more open-minded, and instead of saying, I'm on this side or this side, the faster the sport will grow in a whole. Absolutely. And that that's just... That's the best part about it. And a lot of these guys that are on like the Milsim team saying they like that like camaraderie side of Milsim and stuff. Go showing up, if there was like a day long or weekend long speedsoft event, it would be the exact same shit as all of us showing up at a Milsim. You know, it'd be the same telling stories, right. having good times out there on the field. Um I just personally really think that Speedsoft is the net it's it's gonna be huge. There's no fighting it. Like it's going to be a big deal, and especially having guys like you coming in, building a platform for it to grow in the Niagara region is massive for us. Because the, like, the Niagara region has already been a, an epicenter for Airsoft. We, we've always had the best outdoor fields. We've had the most stores, stuff like that. Like, sure, Toronto has indoor fields and shit like that. But Niagara region has always been this big growth spot Um for so having you now coming in, bringing that speed stop to it for a lot of players, it, it's just going to launch their airsoft career, if you will. Right. Right. You know, Niagara, you know what? I love Niagara. I've moved away from Niagara multiple times. I always seem to end up back here. Um, and with athletes, with sports, with airsoft, with so many different things, uh, Niagara has a lot to offer. So if we can just keep growing it and, and, and just keep on the path that we're on, and uh, the sky's the limit on where, where we can reach, right? So, well, I mean, yeah, we're trying to put Canada on the map here on, uh, on a, I guess, professional level, I would say. Um, as you know, I play for Force Recon, but we have, through the store, Speed Nations, Team Rush which is Niagara's first, I want to say, pro-level team uh, comprised of professional and semi-professional athletes, uh, uh, airsoft athletes, uh, athletes that play other different sports all coming together to make one badass team and to put Canada on the map in a sense of, you know, traveling to California, traveling to the States, uh, to the UK, and uh, playing against these badass top teams in the world. Right, we're in talks with some of the guys in the UK, uh, some of the guys in the States, and uh, that's the goal, right? right? And and as soon as this stuff starts happening, if you look, they've got commercials, they've got billboards yeah. in the States, they've got these teams and players that are just plastered all over the place, yeah. and uh, the money that they're dumping into promotions, like you got teams like SYG, um, S2N, you got teams like Legion uh, out of the UK, you got all these big teams, and I mean. We're talking about Niagara right now, but you go out to Montreal, you're going to see big teams. Yeah. You're going to see teams like uh, uh, Unity. You're going to see teams like Skatefast. You're going to see teams 
uh, like LCKP that have been doing this for a long time as well. And some of those teams are some of the teams that will be coming down, um, hopefully, to come play in the CXSL. You've got teams out of Toronto. They've primarily had, you know, the indoor facilities to be playing this for the last, I don't know how many years as well. So, you know, there's, there's big teams that are already um, behind the scenes, basically want to be involved yeah. in this. And well, so it's not going to be starting from ground up because we already have a little bit of uh, pull in the industry already. We've got guys that are already committing. So I, it's just rapidly, rapidly, rapidly progressing. And as long as we keep the chain moving, this is going to turn into something. I mean, well, absolutely. It's, uh, it's really, if you really think about it, it's not hard to visualize kind of the trajectory of what Speedsoft could be considering there is a completely mirrored sport being that speedball, paintball side of it. And the fact that a lot of players just, I mean, I'm speaking for this region only, but a lot of players don't want to play paintball anymore. They want to play airsoft. So having that already accomplished side of things, knowing it, and then just taking that sport and making it airsoft, r roughly, I don't know all the rules yet, that's something we're going to get into very soon. But you can really easily see, like when you, it's hard to visualize professional airsoft until you look at the fact that there's already professional paintball and stuff like that. Like it's, it's right there. It's not out of the realm of possibility. No, it's not out of reach. No. Um, it's, it's very, I think it's going to be very attainable. Um, and you touched on paintball. So a lot of the players that are making the jump from paintball to airsoft, the reason behind it is, for one, I play paintball. It is so expensive. It's fucking expensive. You get a top, you, you get a top line airsoft gun. You're gonna spend, you know, a thousand, two thousand if you go like top line, fully debt though. You know what I mean? A, a a decent competitive style airsoft gun to go play at a at a professional level, or sorry, paintball gun, is gonna cost you twenty three to three thousand dollars, twenty three hundred to three thousand dollars. Then you go to a two day event, you shoot six seven cases of paint. You get 2,000 balls in a case. You spend $80 on a case of paint. If you're sponsored, it's a little bit cheaper. But these guys are spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars, plus your travel and everything, to go to these events. Now, a bag of BBs for 20 bucks is a case of paint, yep. right? So you can now use it more generously. You can, uh, you can buy more of it and still be saving money at, at an Airsoft event or uh, an Xsoft event or a Milsim or whatever. Milsim to me is, is cheap. Even when we go away for an 18-hour game, you know, you pay 75 bucks to 125 bucks and your BBs. I spend more you know, money that's on... That's nothing. I spend more money on so a lot of these at a Milsim than I do on BBs. Right. <laughs> so you're, you got to take into consideration the fact that these paintball guys, a lot of what the problem is with them, the ones that don't want to make the jump, and, and I'll tell you right now, after the first season of the CXSL launching will make a catastrophic difference is because guys in professional paintball even already go, well, there's guys that wipe their hits. There's guys that, you know, cheat. And whenever you have prizes, cash prizes, any prizes or awards in the mix, uh, people are more inclined to try and get away with stuff. Right. Now, once they see that this can be regulated, the field is smaller than a speedball field. One. Right. Two, we plan on having a designated ref set which will be regulated and will go through a schooling course for the league. Uh, and there will be 8 to 10 refs on the field. If all goes the way it's supposed to, 10 refs. There's 10 players on the field at each time. That's one ref for every single player. 
Right. Right. So it's going to be really hard to get away with anything. And uh, then we get into penalties. You know, you don't call a hit. You're going to hurt your team. You're going right. to get a penalty. Flag's going to get thrown. It's it's just like in any sport. You know, what happens, uh, you know, I keep using football and other references, but what happens if you headshot a guy in football or you do a pass interference? You know, you're going to lose yards. You're going to give up the ball. All sorts of stuff happens, right? So same thing's going to transfer over into this. So when people see that this is properly regulated and I uh, go back to force recon, um, a lot of the feedback from when I first started even uh, with Nightfall and with the team was, you know, it's heavily heavily it was heavily regulated so you know when you have the the best games i've been to have been games um that have proper refing that have enough game staff so if we can if we can transfer that over and give a quality event where you know guys can't get away with cheating and guys you know then you're going to have that professionalism and that quality of gameplay well that's awesome that's actually a great place for us to segue into me opening a beer um <laughs> <laughs> no what i did want to say though is so you've said uh, CSXL quite a few times. What does that yes. stand for? Uh, CXSL is oh, going to stand that... for. Yep, so Canadian. Yeah. Canadian XSoft League. Okay, okay, so that makes sense. I uh, so I was kind of wondering that because it also kind of rolls off the top of the tongue a little bit. So I wanted to make sure everyone knew. So it's CXSL. Yeah, CXSL. Okay. All right. I'm going to say that wrong uh, forever. <laughs> That's okay. So getting getting into that a little bit more, you told us a little bit about the dimensions of the fields. Uh, how, do, how does the game play? What are the basic rule sets? Without getting into, like you had said, about penalties or anything yet, basic rules, what do you have? So basic rules, five-on-five five gameplay. You're going to have a roster roster up to you know seven to ten guys but five on the field at a time right you're going to start off at your end and the team starts off at their end whistle blows game on uh at the 50 there's a flag right so there are different point schemes and i'll release the rule set a little bit later because we are going to run a couple different formats okay. so right now uh i would say leagues like speed qb they do uh their rule set would be you know you get shot, you're out, right? You're, you just run off the field. There's no medic. There's no anything. So it's a single elimination. You get points per uh, per kill, right? So you eliminate a player, it's five points. Now that flag in the middle, and that's what makes this so interesting and, and makes it a crazy spectator sport, is you might have two guys, one from each team, hitting that center field X right off the break, right? Now the first flag possession gives you 25 points. So the first guy to snatch that flag without getting hit, right? So I've seen games where guys have, you get two guys diving into the same bunker, that same X in the middle. And, you know, you're point blank, one guy over the top, one guy laying up on his back, shooting up at the other guy. And it's just smash mouth, aggressive, fast-paced play. Um, the round stops usually when the flag is taken, and that's why we call it a center flag push style game. Um, the flag is taken to the enemy's um, box and hung on the wall. So you okay. touch that wall with that flag, the round is over. That's normally worth 50 points. Now, there are different variations, uh, different times. So those are normally three-minute timed rounds is how it's been run primarily around the world uh, as of right now. Um, just like CFL has different rules than NFL, we're going to have a different rule set um, as to not poach or take away from any of the other 
uh, leagues that these other companies have built. So we're kind of uh, putting a spin on it, but uh, there's going to be a lots of cool, interesting things that are going to get people's uh, blood pumping and heart heart rate heart rate up there. That that's beautiful. And you know what? Like as much as I I've kind of joked in the past about not playing speed up because of my my side whatever blah blah being a Milson player, I know full well that once it gets going, um, oh no, you're, no, you're going to be th- we're going to have guys <laughs> out there. And I know through our friends in the Milsom community that, uh, especially through being such a supporter of you as you are for our team, I'll be able to pull a little bit from other teams in the Milsom community and say like, hey, Nomad, like, come on down to Niagara, play a five-on-five tournament with us, and then we'll go have some beers kind of thing. And like through that, through having some teams come out and try it and seeing what it could be if you don't have the the mentality that you already have towards it kind of thing like i think it will grow a lot faster than some people think it will i can't wait to see a nomad team out there oh it's so (laughs) i'm sure we can make something happen but definitely like i said with the three different tiers and the different levels um i know we'll probably touch in uh very shortly on to uh our camp um, yeah, I was uh, basically just gonna move on to that. Uh, just one one thing before I forget. Uh, as we're talking about five on five tournaments, um, I actually today found a trophy while I was cleaning out our uh, my airsoft closet. That uh, I don't know if you know this. Nomad actually started out as a five on five team with that's awesome. With um, you're joined by Dre today. One of the first tournament tournaments he ran was one of the first tournaments that Nomad actually went to as a team. Um, it was beautiful. We loved the five on five format. Our team at the time is nowhere close to what it is now. But uh, when you say you're gonna love to see a Nomad five on five, I'm pretty sure we showed up with a cooler of beer and we're already drinking before the event started. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, we're going to trounce these guys. And then we walked away with the trophies. So that was pretty fun. But uh, so Nomad That's will awesome. definitely have a team in there at some point or another. Um, but moving on from that, from what you had said, you are leading a team called Rush. And tell me a little bit more about this Rush camp you were talking about. Okay, so... To touch base on a camp. So this is something that's kind of transferring over from the paintball world. Um, if you dive into that world and do a little bit of research, you will see that they have camps. They've got hustlers camps. They've got all different camps. So there's basically for us to start it off, and hopefully this will move throughout. Um, what basically the camps do, so this camp is sponsored by Speed Nation. Um, it's basically a way to build teams and have a pool of players. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to, trying to, the best way to, to say this, but well, basically uh, within the camp, uh, you'll play organized weekend scrims um, with and against teams from all other divisions. So you'll have uh, a way to practice. Um, with being on this camp or with one of the camps, You'll have access to private bookings for your team to, to host uh, weekly practices. Um, it's going to be a pool. Um, it's going to be a pool that basically you can find other players or to join your team or teams it will also be formed within the camp. So it's basically just a platform outside of the actual CXL events themselves where the teams that are involved in the league 
we'll have a place to scrim, a place to practice on a regular basis, and a player pool to uh, to pick players up from. You you might come join the camp, come out to the weekend scrims, and get picked up by one of the pro level teams. You might come out and just see that there's guys that come out all the time that aren't on a team, and you build your own team. You might uh, it's just a, a a platform for guys to come out to be involved in the community and be with an organization that will help uh, put them in the right direction. If they want to get themselves to the right place, uh, we're going to be running all sorts of crazy stuff out of here. We're going to be doing um, practices. We're going to be running even young guns uh, programs for younger players to get into the sport. Um, play with the pros. We're going we're gonna to have so much stuff going on that it's not even going to be funny. It's just constantly going to be stuff going on, and it's just going to give a platform that if you're involved with the camp, um, you'll have access to so much, uh, including discounts, in-store discounts, and uh, just having that group and that camaraderie and that, that camp of guys um, where you might have four or five, six, eight teams in that camp, and that's just Niagara. You know what I mean? That's just with, with uh, Rush Camp. Right. So, and then hopefully this travels around and, you know, there's a camp out of Toronto, a camp out of Hamilton, a camp out of uh, Montreal, a camp out of Ottawa, a camp out of wherever. And then as this grows, we will be hosting, you know, Canadian nationally, uh, Canadian nationally ranked events and uh, be bringing teams like uh, nationally ranked teams from all over the world to Canada to come play and compete at the highest level possible, right? Beautiful. That's it's good to hear just anything that has something to do with creating a new community or pushing any sort of the airsoft community forward is just going to be incredible for everyone. Like just the amount of memories that players that are going to get out and play in this large group of people are going to make, like the amount of friendships and everything is really what kind of nomad as a team goes for. So the whole idea of gathering these people together is kind of just incredible for the sport, right? Now, one other thing I wanted to touch on before we move on was you had said about refing. Now, like I said, a lot of us listening maybe don't understand how some of the rules work. What, aside from people not calling their hits, what are refs looking for? What are penalties in a speedsoft game? What uh, what's going on there? Okay, so uh, obviously the main the main penalty is you know there's going to be minors and majors. There's going to be penalties for unintentional. Uh, non-hit calls. So, I mean, you're running and uh, you catch one off your shoe. You don't feel it, but a ref catches it. A hit is a hit, right? So that would be a minor. Um, and you get a, they're different time slots. So you may have a one-minute minor, a two-minute major, whatever, right? So one of the things is the no-hit calls. Mm -hmm. Another thing is going to be if you have the flag and you're making a run, you've got like a five-foot bubble to drop that flag. If you hold on to that flag and keep running it, that's going to be a penalty, Do you, right? Sorry, um, just a and then stop. there's going to be technicals, like in any sport. Like we, because we're shooting to have a professional league here, we can't have people not respecting the refs as well. Right now, the refs will be fair, and one of the things that will come along with the technical will be arguing with the ref or talking back to a ref. There's not going to be any room yeah. for that. It's going to be a penalty, which is going to hurt your team. Right. Um, um, if you put your hands on a ref, period. Refs are not to be touched. Leave them alone. Keep your space. You know, there's different things like that. It, it is going to be strict. It's it's a it's it has to be, um, yep. because without proper enforcement, and I'm not talking about you know super cop refs that are going to be dicks, because that's not what we're aiming for either. And and uh, it will be regulated. The refs will be regulated just like the players will be regulated by the refs. Super so um, we just want to keep it fair for everybody. Yeah. Uh, one thing that you had said that I just want to clarify. 
was you said uh, flag holders have about a five step bubble that you mean that as in if they're carrying the flag and get shot correct yes yes okay yeah so you're not allowed to only run a certain amount of steps with a flag or anything that that just meant if you get shot drop it right away don't keep running with it right okay correct right. okay yeah i just wanted to clarify that because i didn't know if it was like the fucking layup from basketball or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no double dribble yeah so, uh no basically yeah if you get shot you're running the flag if you're running you're on a sprint you have like a couple steps you got a five foot window for that flag to be dropped right you can't you know finish your run into the next bunker and drop it there for your teammate to pick up right so right. again that's all about fair play and uh you know if a guy right. shoots you he shoots you that's the way it is so I'm going to live throw an idea here out at you that I think is phenomenal, okay? I think it's probably okay. one of the best ideas I've had today, except for, that, <laughs> Let's hear except for that move I did in the bedroom earlier. That one was kind of cool. <laughs> I was all by myself. It's fine. Um, okay. <laughs> so you should have, even in the slightest way, a nods league. So it's nighttime, night, night vision on night vision. Now, now, I think that sounds pretty awesome. However, are you going to take your thousands of dollars worth of nods and play in such a small area that you're probably going to get your, your, your nods shut out? They should probably have protection. I'm just saying you should offer it to people. And if they Hey, I think it, it would be pretty cool. I think it would be pretty cool too. And, that, and, and in that sense, so a lot of the, the XOF-style players are shooting tracer units. Yeah. So that would be even way cooler. Um, for spectators. Or, but, or, uh, it would definitely help with refing. <laughs> Yeah, I was just throwing it out there. All right, all right. We'll, we'll take it into consideration. <laughs> um, even if you just still, like, as a one-off, be like, hey, next month we're going to have a night game. Sign up with five-on-five -five teams if you want to play. And if you get two teams that want to play, then just let them shoot at each other for an hour or something. <laughs> I'm sure we could uh, facilitate something <laughs> like that. But uh, one other thing before we go in here. How much support are you going to be giving to the Milsom community and games this year? Are you going to be attending, as long as games don't get postponed until 2025, um, are, are you going to be coming to Milsom's as a store, as a retailer? What's your plan there? Absolutely we are. Um, we're definitely supporting the Milsom community. Uh, it's not just a, a, an XSoft thing or, or a SpeedQB thing. We are 100% uh, in support of all the Milsims. We've already uh, jumped in with uh, some Black Cell events. Oh, I do love talking about Black one. Cell. I do What's love that? talking. I do love talking about Black Cell. Yeah, <laughs> no, Black Cell, awesome guys, awesome guys, guys, and they put on some awesome events. They put on some amazing events. Always have, uh, always have fun with those guys. Um, so you'll be up here, Belmont, actually. The freedom, the freedom, some of the things they do, like, you know, um, being able to uh, sign up last minute and run with your buddies or, you know, not be tied down. There's so many guys that would love to play Milsims, and up until um, a lot of places and a, a lot of games, there was nowhere that you could get into one unless you had a fire team or a team to play with. So if, you know, a little Johnny uh, wants to go to a game and he doesn't have a team or none of his buddies play, then what does he do? So Black Souls made it... Uh, they, they've done another big, um, another big thing to help grow the community um, by allowing these guys. And by the way, in my store, I push every event at every field that I know of. So I'm going to have a board up on the wall coming soon where players can come in and say, and, and I can say, hey, these are the events coming up. There's a Black Cell event. There's a Force Recon event. Well, most of those are pre-registration, but um, 
there's there's going to be this going on, a scrim event, a zombie event, a, a speed QB event. I want to be able to give people the outlet to come into the store and go, oh, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. So, yes, we. I'm straight off the question, but yes, we are supporting Milsim events. We'll be vending oh, and uh, giving uh, sponsorship prizes at a bunch of events this year. Um, Nightfall will be one of them. Um, Parabellum, and I'm sure most of the other Black Cell events as well. And uh, as we see the other games popping up, most definitely we're going to dive into uh, any and everything that we can because, like I said, it's not about growing just Speed QB or Xsoft. It's not about just growing Milsom. It's about growing Airsoft as a whole. So Absolutely. yeah, we're we're going to have our feet wet on both sides. Awesome. That's you know what? That's really good to hear. Um, one hard hitting question since you're you're. So committed to helping the uh, airsoft, airsoft, sorry, Milsim community. Will you will you be support like on this wall about supporting events? Will you be posting events held at local fields that are your direct competition? Absolutely, that's good to hear. Uh, Absolutely, I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'm not petty by any means. Uh, we talked earlier about how political this game can be, but that's not how you earn the respect of uh, the people in the industry. I'm an honest guy, and I'll tell you straight up. Uh, I've already had people come in to um, come into my store and, that have never played and ask about what field they should go to and what fields have to offer. And my reaction to them, no matter what anybody has said or done to me or tried to hinder, um, and, and it's happened. There's been There's been some stuff where I'm like, I can't believe these guys are really trying to come yeah. at me like this oh, but uh, I'm not going to mention any names or anything but uh no I've I've sent them to their field I've said you know what kind of style do you want to play what yep. are you looking to get out of in an airsoft game and I've 100% uh will endorse whoever I'm not going to be petty um and hopefully in the long run that helps me as a business and as a person that people know that they can come to Speed Nation and get honesty and awesome. uh have no. have a good atmosphere right yeah, that was, that was definitely one of the questions that I wanted to uh, put out in front of you. Um, just being that you, I didn't know, being that you have a connection with DMZ um, and you had you had said that you're going to be posting about Milsims. I know that now your quartermaster is gearing up to have a larger Milsim this year. I don't know anything about it really, but um, I just wanted to kind of speak to your your character as a store uh, and how you're going to support the community like that so that's really good to hear um as you know as i know and as the team knows we we've had some pretty great times with you so it's going to be great to seeing great to see that uh kind of your your dream for this store kind of grow um definitely hope it becomes something huge uh really really hope i'm backing the right horse on this one mocha <laughs> me too me too <laughs> <laughs> but uh i don't see i don't see us going anywhere anytime soon no 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 not at all um another question i have for you and uh there will be a editing process after this if you don't want me to ask it but uh any chance of you speaking of your indoor goals um just goals nothing nothing hard packed but uh goals it's it's uh, all I can say about that is all, all all I'm willing to say about that right now is uh, no comment. Okay, I can you know what I can take no comment. You can uh, you can you can respect a no comment. Um, 
But uh, for everyone out there in the community that's looking for something new, uh, if you've been out there playing Milsim and you want to jump over to that Speedsoft side of things, if you've been playing paintball and you want to jump over to Speedsoft, if you've never played Airsoft at all and you don't have a fucking clue what it is, probably don't start right there. Watch a few YouTube videos and then go to Mocha. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, anyways, Mocha, thanks for coming back on the show. All your information will be down below. Once again, give us your address, give us your info to reach you at, and uh, give us a little sign-off. All right. Uh, so, we're at 29 Pine Street South, Thorold, Ontario. Um, you can reach us at on Instagram at SpeedNationCS, Charlie Sierra, um, or on Facebook at Speed Nation Combat Solutions. Uh, it was a pleasure to do this podcast with you. I actually had a really good time. And, uh, you know, I'm glad we could give some of this information to the Airsoft community and uh, moving forward, you know, clarify some of the stuff that's going on that people have heard through the grapevine. Um, again, I had an awesome time. Thanks for having me. And uh, hopefully we can get together and do this again soon. Oh, absolutely. Um, I know once, especially once the Airsoft season starts back up and some things start rolling i know we'll definitely have you on the show again excuse me oh that was i felt so much better being out than inside me um i know just, just to do one last thing just about the, the question you asked just stay tuned yeah yeah just no absolutely. that's all i gotta say absolutely and i know that'll definitely be something that comes up in the future uh i i just wanted to Kind of let people in the in the community know that there may or may not be something happening at some point, um, hopefully. But uh, one thing, one major thing that I forgot, and good thing um, for anybody that comes on in the future, uh, in the podcast in the future, we usually go through questions we're going to ask prior to, is I did not ask you how people sign up to come play these these camps or things like that. So let me give a little explanation on how people get involved with this. So as of right now, um, you can contact myself uh, via phone, Facebook, Instagram, email. Email is info at speednationcs.com. But there will be, uh, in the very near future, a Facebook page where people can access um, for the camp. Oh. So other than that, most of the teams, uh, we've got a lot of teams already that will be coming uh, up and coming for the, um, the main events. Uh, aside from that, anyone that wants to give it a give it a try, give it a shot, just contact me, and I'll I'll put you in the right direction with the right people, and uh, we may even have uh, um, we we will be having a registration uh, eventually. Um, it's coming sooner than later, so there will be a page, and uh, that will be posted on our Instagram and on our Facebook page. So, like I said, if you stay tuned and uh, people just keep checking in every now and again, I know I, I was not feeling that well the last couple of weeks, so there hasn't been a ton of uh, whoa, 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 social media whoa, whoa. presence. You, but uh, we're just getting back at it right now. So, you weren't feeling well during a pandemic. Are you, what? <laughs> what? I know who would have thought, right? <laughs> um, but I will, I will, I will say one last thing. Uh, there's going to be a page opening for Monday. Yep. Um, I'm going to invite every and everyone that I can, and we'll tag you in it so you can share it and everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to start doing gun raffles, daily gun raffles. Beautiful. So you'll be able to pay X amount of dollars for a ticket to win something wonderful, um, and we're going to do that on the regular. So uh, the odds will be pretty good. Um, Beautiful, and, buddy. Uh, 
you know, we'll give give people something they can throw some money at, and all money that uh, comes in above and beyond what the costs of the guns are uh, are going to go towards making this field, this league, and this store awesome for you guys. That's beautiful, buddy. Uh, in closing, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's kind of been a long time in the making. I know a lot of the community has been asking for another podcast, and I, I kind of felt uh, you were definitely one of the first people I wanted to get in for uh, my kind of re-debut uh, interview after the, it was between you guys, you and uh, Black Cell actually for the first, just uh, timing worked out better to have you on first, but I'm glad. Appreciate it. This was really good. Got some information out there for everyone. But one thing that kind of stuck out uh, while we were talking was he said something about um, there being announcers and I was wondering where the fuck I sign up for that mocha. Oh, I got you, buddy. I got you. <laughs> you're gonna get, you're gonna get to hear my burly voice talking about people um, running around. Absolutely, we'll, we'll school you. <laughs> we'll, we'll polish you up nicely. All right, buddy. Well, thank you very much for being on the show, and uh, you, you have a great fucking day, Mocha. You too, buddy. Alright guys, well there you have it. That's Mocha from Speed Nation Combat Solution coming at you with all the information you need for the CSXL. I still will never say that right. That was very hard. I actually had to practice that before I said it. Um, But the CSXL coming to Niagara region, going to be a huge competitive league of airsoft, which I think is what a lot of us might be looking for in the sport. It's going to be different. It's going to be just nonstop, constant action. A reason for a couple of us big boys to start hitting that treadmill. Um, But also just with the store itself bringing a whole new option to the Niagara region and all outside the Niagara region too. Uh, Realistically, if you're coming from Hamilton, I don't know a lot of the Hamilton stores, but I know you got your Badlands. Um, Is Black Widow Airsoft is still a thing? I really don't know. Um, Just because I'm not from the area, I have no opinions for or against them. Um, And Badlands is great too. But uh, just kind of really giving those options to branch out. Any new business in the community is going to be greatly appreciated. Uh, Sure, there's going to be people that might not like the store. But for the most part, personally, I will say you guys are going to love this store. you got to go in. you got to check it out. Full disclosure, definitely a sponsor of me and everything that I'm doing. Um... This weekend, recently, I went out and helped with some of the building that's going on for this CXSL. CXSL? I'm going to fuck it up every single time. Uh, This new league, we were socially distanced. Uh, There was only two of us um, building bunkers for this out in the field. So that way you know when this is all over, we're going to be able to hit it hard. People are going to be able to come out, play, and have a good fucking time. And that's what everyone really wants to do. So... In closing, check this guy out. He's my buddy. But while we're on the topic of Force Recon, um, Mocha being a Force Recon player, the great fucking guy of the week is coming from Force Recon, and this is a guy that I know has been dying to be a great fucking guy of the week. And the only reason he hasn't been is because, well, I don't know. I don't know. He's obviously the first one I should have called a great fucking guy. He's pretty much right up there with Tony, the original great fucking guy right under him coming in is big daddy dodge chris dodge um he's been at 
almost every event that Nomad's been at, although he's a Force Recon player, has no legitimate association with Nomad other than being a great friend of the team. Um, he has come to any event with us that his team is not going to. He's been, he came to, excuse me, he came to, this beer has really hit me today. He came to Nomad's first ever um, Milsim as a team, which was New Dawn, hosted by the guys over at Tag. Uh, Jamie Nardak hosts phenomenal games. Um, if anyone ever gets a chance again to go out to a Nardak game, you have to go to it. Um, but Dodge has been at so many vital games that Nomad has been to. The guy's attitude, the guy's play style, everything, the intensity on and off the field. Uh, he, he's the, the quintessential player that you want to play with and play against. Um, so for anybody that doesn't know him, if you see Chris Dodge, you'll, you'll, you'll know why we call him Big Daddy. The guy's a fucking monster. He's huge. He's like 14 feet tall. But uh, just great attitude, and and if you ever get the chance to meet him, you'll you'll know exactly why he fits in so well with the Nomads, and really does his part to to push the the I guess kind of the the representation of Force Recon. He really gets out there making a good name for the team. Um, there's like three Chris's on that team. There's Chris um, Chris Kotick, the Mocha guy that we were just talking to. Um, He's a great fucking guy. And there's Chris Zeger. He's another fucking X-Man. The guy's like 28 feet tall. It's ridiculous. He's a great dude. So they got three Chris's. Um, they're just all great guys. But uh, anyways, great fucking guy of the week or bi-weekly or bi-annually, depending on how much I post this, um, is Chris Dodge. So Chris, when you read this or when you watch this, go ahead and send a comment down below. Shoot me a message. I've got a little package for you, buddy. But anyways, guys, have a great fucking day. And thanks for, thanks for tuning in again. See you next time.